Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to today's episode of Locked On Canucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And as always, thank you for making Locked On Canucks your first listen of the day. My name is Nick Bondi. I'm joined as always by my brilliant co-host, Lachlan Irvin. And Lachlan, we have our first Canucks home game with fans in 18, 19 months. It's been a quite a while since we've had a, a game like this in Vancouver, and, and I'm excited. Yeah, so am I. Uh, it's against, you know, just an absolute, such excite, like a very exciting opponent in the Minnesota Wild. Uh, you know, you know how the Minnesota Wild are. Um, well, they, but have I that per- they have that perception. I don't think they're that anymore, though. I think they've got they've gotten better. They've gotten better. I'll say that. Like, since uh, Kirill Kaprizov showed up last year, they've gotten much better. It's been much easier to be like, oh, this is actually an interesting team that I would consider watching. On my on my day, if I had to pick a game to watch today, right? Because um, yeah, that has been the case for a very long time. They've been a team that loves and adores the group that can play the dump and chase, the Jacques Lemaire esque hockey from when uh, he started because he was their first coach. Yeah, he set that te- that tempo and tone of just how can we play the most boring hockey imaginable, and. The, but now they're not there anymore. Now they've gotten much better at it. Now they've got a group that's made up of a pretty young core of guys like Kevin Fiala, Joel Eriksson Uh You've got uh, you've got a pretty good group uh, there, and they're um, they're they're much they're they play a much more entertaining brand of hockey now. And uh, the type of game that you're going to get here is uh, going to be a lot like, frankly, even different from the the. The, the the play from the a couple years ago in the playoffs or the I guess the qualifiers uh and how di- I think it's going to be even different from that group so it's going to be like a fun match matchup today yeah so we're going to talk about uh that game tonight versus the Minnesota Wild the uh, the home opener for the Vancouver Canucks this season the second last team to have their uh, home opener obviously the other team is the New York Islanders who are on a ridiculous 13 game road trip uh, to start the NHL season because their stadium is still literally under construction. Like they're still, they're still building it right now. They're getting ready for the Islanders to play. Uh, we'll also talk about just the fact that this is going to be the first home game with full capacity since March 12th of last year. So that should be really exciting for uh, all the fans out there and the injury bug. Yes. It's hit the Vancouver Canucks uh, this season already. We'll talk all about that to end the show, but first it's game day. It's, the home opener versus the Minnesota Wild uh, Canucks coming in with a 3-2-1 and one record. Uh, we mentioned it on yesterday's episode. The perception of this team is, I think, totally different after those last two wins against Chicago and Seattle, right? It's a lot better move than potentially it could have been heading into this home opener. But Minnesota there, they've gone out to a pretty good start. They lost uh, to Nashville on Sunday. But before that, they won four straight. So they're 4-1. and one. Uh, they're a good team. They they control the puck uh, really well. They got some good depth forwards, like you mentioned, like Joel Eriksson, a uh, down lineup guys like Marcus Foligno and Jordan Greenway. I would even venture venture they have better a better bottom six than the Canucks. Like they've got a really really deep team. They're my pick to be like the dark horse team for me in our uh, locked on NHL uh, season predictions. If uh, anyone can remember that, not trying to uh, pat myself on the back or anything. But I think this is a this is a good chance or a good spot to catch 
the Minnesota Wild because this is their third game in four nights. Uh, they played the Anaheim Ducks at home, and then they had to go and travel to Anna, uh, sorry, to Nashville on Sunday. Then they now they got to come all the way to the West Coast, to Vancouver, uh, on Tuesday. So third game in four nights, a lot of travel. Uh, this is a good spot to catch the Minnesota Wild, in my opinion. A uh, lot of lot of road miles for the for the Minnesota Wild in this uh, in this kind of four game uh, four day three game stretch. And the first look for a lot of fans at uh, at Kirill Kaprizov, obviously won the Calder last year, highly touted uh, young Russian stud. Uh, this is a different team than the Canucks played uh, in the bubble back in uh, back last last summer uh, in Edmonton. This is this is an improved team. Uh, they got the forward depth. Obviously, they have that superstar forward now in Kaprizov that they didn't have in the bubble. So this is going to be a test. So this is a good, good test for the Canucks in their home opener. Not they're not going to roll over the Minnesota Wild. No, which is what, which is kind of what they need right now. Like the last thing I think the Canucks would need, you know, as much as as great as you know, I, I was at the the home opener the last time fans were allowed in the building uh, against the Kings that whole big 50th anniversary game, Bo Horvat getting the captaincy, the Canucks winning eight to two. Um, excuse me. They needed, um, they, they, that at that time, like that, that was kind of needed there right now for the Canucks. I would say in a way the Canucks need a, didn't don't, what they don't need is like a very lackluster opponent coming in here and them like, and them completely crushing them to a point like to an to an unrealistic degree kind of thing right like in a sense mm-hmm. of in a sense of like LA when they came in were clearly not going to finish very high in the standings that year no. you knew the Canucks were probably going to win that game it was just a matter of by how much this group the group they got coming in today is very different the wild are a team that are very much in the playoff mix um they're a team that they played very recently in the bubble, albeit again, like super different from the last time. That team had uh, Alex Taylock as a starting goaltender. They had uh, Zach Parise and Ryan Suter on two of the worst contracts imaginable. Um, as good as as they were as players, as as good as fine as they were as players, the contracts were not good. Um, this is a, a team that honestly looked like they were not going to be very competitive for quite a while. Um, just, uh, like it very much felt like at the time, uh, that that was kind of like their last shot for, a, for the foreseeable future. Um, and yet, no, here they are They're They actually look better than they did, uh, the two years ago. They've got a, again, like a much, a rejuvenated, uh, group, uh, at four, at, uh, in the forward core. In the forward car, like with Krill Kaprizov, uh, a, a man who uh, uh, has taken my jersey number of ninety-seven. Clearly, you know, an, you just another guy. Jerseys in the back. If you're watching yeah. the, uh, the YouTube yeah, version, definitely... you're a big custom jersey guy. You're the, you want you want to pretend like you're on the team. I definitely. I, it's not that I want to pretend I'm on the team. It's the fact of look, you know who's you know what like players and coaches go, but you never do. So like. My if I have if I have Seems a bit narcissistic me, to put your own I, name and number on a Canucks jersey. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. It's it's totally fine. I uh, it's totally fine because it's like why it's like you're gonna be there longer than any player, than any coach, any owner. Even you're gonna be there forever. So like your jersey will never be out of date that way. It's always yeah. Hurt. But then you can get a nice cool retro jersey if you, if the guy you know if it's a club legend. 
Yeah, you can always do that too. Like I definitely wanna, and also you know, as uh, you know, like I've never, I've, I've honestly just never been a big like player jersey guy, at least not for the Canucks. Because again, I always am like, oh, they're gonna get traded someday. They're gonna get like moved on. Um, and I like, I don't know. I like the ninety-seven. Ninety-seven's been my jersey number through all of my hockey years, so I like wearing it. I like wearing Even that number McDavid? a lot. Even before McDavid. Oh, long before McDavid. Actually, a running joke I have is that, and that's why I was making the joke here, is that I've I've been wearing ninety seven since I was in uh since I was in uh I want to say Pee Wee. It would have been two thousand and nine. Uh, yeah, like two uh, yeah two thousand nine two thousand and ten. I've been wearing ninety seven since that time. And then Connor McDavid came in, and I like to joke that uh, even as a goalie, you were wearing ninety seven. Yeah, that was my jer- that that was my jersey yeah. number. Okay, I didn't, that's I that's very unique then. Yeah, I specifically picked it because I didn't want a jersey that goalies wore all the time. And I wanted a jersey that I wanted a number that was very much mine. And and no goalie at the time had ever worn 97 to this day. I don't think the NHL uh, still hasn't yet. Um, So, yeah, I picked that. And then I I joke that Connor McDavid uh, wears it as a tribute to me. And his favorite his favorite hockey player is me. So that's why he wears it. Um, But, yeah, so. uh, Either way, Kirill Kaprizov is a, a really great young player and, again, completely changed the way the Minnesota Wild look at hockey and the way that they kind of play the game. Like, they very much have tried to build now this offense that plays a little bit more really like the Canucks do. Like, this kind of this still defense. Defense is still very important, and they want to, like, get in, uh, get in the shooting lanes and block shots. But they're much more inclined to try and start a quick rush up the ice and keep and keep trying to pour on the attack even after they're even after they have the lead. So you're not going to get a kind of game where they're going to put it in park necessarily right uh, the second they get the lead or something and just try and and try and feather the time through playing good defense. You're going to see them keep trying to uh, run the score up. They're going to keep trying to uh, make your life miserable in the offensive zone. And yeah, this is again, this is a team that has a lot of the same faces uh, from the bubble, like Ryan Hartman, like Kevin Fiala, like uh, Matt Dumba, Jared Spurgeon, but they're going to be coming in playing a much, uh, a very different type of hockey and one that frankly is going to make it much harder for the Canucks to win tonight. Yeah, they're a team that likes to control the play, control the puck, and it's going to be a test for the Canucks defense, right? Like they've gone the win the past two games, but you know, it hasn't been super convincing in the sense that they've still out been outshot out chance. And Thatcher yep. Demko, once again, is going to be going to have to be the first star or one of the best players on the ice for the Canucks to, to get a result here. And we'll, we'll see what happens in, in that sense, because I'm worried about the Canucks defense going up against the likes of the Minnesota wild. Again, we talk about the Canucks forward depth, Minnesota wild, probably a better forward depth than the Vancouver Canucks. And, and that's saying something, because I think the Canucks forward depth really improved in the off season. Yeah, I was watching the I was watching the uh the Wild Predators game the other day, just uh knowing they were gonna be the next one up on the schedule, wanted to get a look at what they were doing. And uh one of the guys who scored was Nick Bugstad uh in that game. Nick Bugstad plays on the fourth line. He's their fourth line guy. They didn't have the best night all as a group, as a unit. Uh in fact, I I believe if I, I was seeing some of the Twitter, like some of the the wild people on Twitter talk about how this was like Kaprizov's very similar in a way, very similar to Pedersen in the sense of like, they were like, Oh, he's coming off as this is his like toughest game of the year. This has been the, 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 the worst game he's played this season. Uh, so both him and Petter, like this Kaprizov and Pedersen are coming off of games where they really did not have the best night for themselves. And that, and I think 
that seeing that fourth line goal was something that, again, the Canucks have not gotten a lot of. Even this, as, mm. even into this year with their improved forward core, you haven't gotten a lot of goals out of your bottom, out of your your fourth line, out of your bottom six, uh, with the exception of you know Nils Hoaglander, uh, who sometimes end up ends up playing on the third line for whatever reason. Um, it's 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 very much a case of the Canucks. Yeah, they don't have the forward core to match right now. Uh, in particular, they have the um, you know the especially with the injuries that we're going to talk about later um but again it's a that's all the more reason why this is a good test for them and why it's like a case of okay can your big guns step up when they need to can the bottom six punch above their weight and outplay the guys across the ice for them if you can put this kind of a game together and win that again it's it 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 puts you it puts i think a lot of us at ease on how good they can do this season and, and I want to see the Vancouver Canucks special team step up in this game. Uh, we talked about like the struggles of Elias Pettersson last season. Like like you mentioned, very similar to how uh, Kar- Kirill Kaprizov ha- has started the season. Just the, the guy you expect to be you know, off to a great start right off the hop and doing his thing is, hasn't really done so so far. But players like that, they're liable to to go off pretty much at, at any moment. But I'm I'm interested to see if there's a bounce back for the Canucks special teams tonight, the power play, and the penalty kill because if if the Canucks want to succeed in the long run of this season, they're going to have to get those two units going. Yep, they're gonna they have to start they have to find a way to get that to get the special teams going, uh, especially especially like tonight is the kind of night where you're playing a defense that's so good. You're playing it like, well, I mean, you know, like they're not world beaters, but I, I shouldn't say like that might be, you know, that would be a little bit over, over, uh, over exaggeration, but you know, they're very, they're very solid group. Like you have, you have Spurgeon and Dumba and then as well, you got Jonas Burdine, who's considered, uh, one of the like most underrated defensemen in the NHL. A great defensive uh, defenseman, kind of like a, a kind of like a Chris Tanev type. Very much a Chris Tanev. That is exactly the, uh, the description I've heard people use uh, talking about Jonas Burdine. Uh And then they have even like Dmitry Kulikov and John Merrill in your third pairing, which is not bad. That's a pretty good looking, like it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a fly. It's a bit of a weirder uh, tan pairing, but it works. It, it's, it's good when it's only your third pairing. That's a pretty good look. Uh, the only question mark really being Alex Goligoski, just based on his age, really like he's, it's not about the fact if, if everything else, he's a very well-established NHL defenseman. So, if you're going to get your power play going tonight of all nights against a team like that, a team that has that kind of blue line, if you can get your power play rolling around them and like their defensive group, uh, you're going to, it's again, it really sets the confidence. It really boosts your confidence going into the rest of the year. Your penalty kill, same thing. You're going to be facing some pretty lethal shooters. If you can, if you can uh, neutralize them a lot better than you have with, uh, with other teams in recent games, then you're going to do pretty darn well. Uh, then and it's going to really set the tone for the rest of the this homestand. I expect Cam Talbot to uh to get the start tonight in goal for the Minnesota Wild, and he's he had a bit, he's had a bit of a resurgence in Minnesota. We remember you know his, the end of his time in Edmonton. Uh, he was kind of just cast off. He had that great season when the when the Oilers made a second round game seven against Anaheim, just completely fell off a cliff after that. Uh, let go goes to Minnesota, and he's played pretty well now. Obviously. Maybe the uh, maybe the Wild have a bit more defensive uh, presence in in front of them. Maybe a better defense, but 
he's had a bit a great resurgence uh, with Minnesota Wild. So uh, I expect uh, him to get the start over uh, Capo uh, Kapanen, or as I like to call him, a uh, Crapo Krapanen, because uh, he's not he's not very good. So uh, I expect fully to, for Cam Talbot to uh, to get the start uh, tonight. Yeah, I've I've talked about actually I've surprisingly talked about Cam Talbot quite a lot in my short podcasting career, uh, simply because of the fact that I often use him as an example for what happens when you what happens when you play a goaltender a a, a healthy number of games versus an unhealthy number of games uh, in a season, because I think because again a lot of his career his career really got set back after he played. 70 plus games for the Oilers uh in his in uh their first year uh the in their first year at that at the new Rogers place uh their playoff run and everything and he was never the same after that simply because of the fact that they really overplayed him and that snowballed into uh issues for the re- like for years after it wasn't until he got to Minnesota that things really turned around for him and um, it's good to see him back playing at the level that he's capable. I think he's truly capable of. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be an, it's going to be a good matchup in goal for between him and, uh, Thatcher Demko tonight. And, uh, for tonight's game, if you want to bet on the Vancouver Canucks, they're actually the money line underdog, uh, which is a, a bit surprising considering it's the home opener. And if you want to do that, there's no better place to bet on the game than bet online. Bet online remains your number one spot for all the basketball, football, and hockey action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on to receive your bonus for basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC. Right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for all the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part is there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Okay, Lachlan, uh, tonight, the home opener, the first home game with a full capacity since March 12th of 2020. I believe that was a game against the New York Islanders, uh, if I remember correctly. It's it's going to be interesting. Uh, we've talked about you know you've been to a game I think in the preseason uh, at Rogers Arena, right? And and you talked about your experience. And we talked about this on this show when the provincial government announced that there's going to be a full capacity uh, coming up. Uh, it actually uh, started in effect uh, yesterday, so you can you know, go into full capacity with a proof of uh, double vaccination. And again, we we talked about this. Everyone's comfort level is going to be a bit different coming in. We haven't been in full crowds since, you know, March of last year. It's going to take time for some people just to get comfortable with the fact that to get used to it. Everyone's going to be a bit different. I have no problem knowing that if everyone's double, double vaccinated, that I'd be, I'd be comfortable in the full crowd. But again, everyone else is is totally different. Still tickets available. Um, 
It's a bit it, misleading. It looks like they've gotten closer. It looks like they've gotten closer well, to selling I, everything. I just want to say it, it's a bit misleading when you see that the uh, when you go because everyone on Twitter all they do is they just take a screenshot of Ticketmaster, right? And just from experience, you know, I used to work closely with 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 a ticket broker. And those those pink tickets are season ticket holders who leave the tickets up for sale. They see yes. if anyone wants to buy them, and if they don't, no one sells them. They go themselves. So it's right. a bit misleading. It's a bit misleading when you see. The, the pink thing is like, oh, look at all the tickets available. I would say it's going to be a pretty lot. close to a sellout, if not you know, a, yeah, a sellout. It's going to be close. Lot, yeah, there was a lot of blue, I think, is what mostly people were pointing at. Well, there I'm looking at the screenshot from into- Rob the Hockey Guy, and I, I barely see any blue now. So maybe maybe it's changed yeah, now since... It's, uh, now it's now it's fixed. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely heard uh, that they were having trouble selling those last a uh, few uh those last few uh straight up seats because now yeah like you said it's a it's tech it's a sellout the sec the second they sell the blue tickets the it's a sellout game even if people resell them online or just don't go it still technically counts um so yeah the canucks were having a little bit of issues and i don't know i don't think that's i i don't think that's so much to do with the fact that um that it's uh that the team hasn't been super great to start the year i think a lot of that just has to do very you know, very fairly with the fact that, you know, people are a little nervous about yeah. going to things and again. We, and we see this all across Canada to start the season, right? Like all, there, all across there is, the, there... the, the NHL, really. There have been some teams that have had some issues selling selling tickets to start out the year for sure. It's just going to take time for people to get used to going back to games and everyone's going to be go at their own pace and everyone's going to be uh, comfortable when they want to go in their in their own time time frame, right? So it's going to be, but I think it's going to be fun to see a full crowd at Roger Arena. Again, we, we didn't see crowds at all last season. It's been a while since we've seen the Canucks play in front of the fans here in Vancouver at Rogers Arena. And uh, I've been hearing rumors online that there's going to be a pretty cool pregame ceremony. Travis Green is going to make a speech, apparently. I don't know what he's going to say, but uh, it's uh, it's going to be a, a quite the spectacle, I think. So maybe, maybe you know, make sure you get, you, you, you tune into the game right at seven. I think there's going to be something cool. Yeah, I think it's gonna be uh it's gonna be like uh I don't I don't know if an emotional night is the right way to put it. I think for some people, yeah, it is gonna feel a little bit like you know this is uh, what we've always talked about is sports are like sports are a luxury and a, really they're a privilege of you know of having of running uh of having your 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 society running at its best, right? You don't get sports during times where uh, things are not going well, where things are not going well. Thing, sports are always something that goes very quickly because they're an extra, they're an additive. They're something that, you know, it's it's there when you're doing, when things are going great, but the second thing, the going gets really tough and things need to be, priorities need to be changed. Uh, sports are often one of the things that's first to go. And so when you see sports come back, when you're able to go to sporting events again, that's a sign that things are getting back to the normal that you want. It'll be at a very different normal than we're used to, than we had before. Like people wearing masks at games, that's going to be a very common occurrence. I would, I would honestly say that that's probably. I gonna... think there's still, I think there's still a mask mandate for uh, for things like you know full capacity event, Rogers Arena, oh, whatever, and has to be double vaccinated, right? Yo, a hundred percent there yeah. is, and um, and like even past like when that mandate gets lifted, I wouldn't be surprised if you just you know you see people wearing masks more regularly, more commonly, just in just in everyday life nowadays, just to like keep themselves, uh, to to feel safer in their own in their own way, you know. 
So this is part of the this is part of the package now. And I think people are gonna be, you know, I think people are just happy to be able to go back to games again. I know I sure am. I can't wait to go back to seeing hockey. Are you live going to the game tonight? I am not going tonight. I was planning to. Uh did not get a chance to uh buy tickets though, unfortunately. Uh just uh uh but uh soon soon I'm gonna go. I'll 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 be there as soon as I possibly yeah. no, can. No, I'm I'm going to the game that. against the Rangers next week. So. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Yeah. That's a good game. And I'm going That's to good. Abbotsford Canucks game uh this uh this Friday. I think they're playing the Ontario who on the LA Kings affiliate. Ontario something? The Ontario Rain, yes. Uh, okay, yeah. Yes. Uh, that's all. Yeah, I've I haven't been up to Abbotsford yet either. I'm hoping to do that pretty soon too. Yeah, no, it's uh, I haven't been to a game either. That's why I kind of wanted to go Friday night. Uh, it, it should be interesting. But uh, there is going to be full capacity at Rogers Arena. It's going to be uh, full capacity. I'm interested to see uh, the crowd tonight again. I think the players are going to get really amped up for this game. Uh, I, I I'm I'm making a bet right now. The Canucks are going to score the first goal in this game. They're going to be super amped to play in front of the fans, and they're going to come out like uh like gorillas out of a cage uh, to, to start this game against the Minnesota wild. I think they're going to come off to, to a really good start because of just the energy in the building. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, the, uh, the Vancouver Canucks for this game uh, suffering a bit through the injury bug. Uh, not surprising if you've been a fan of the Vancouver Canucks uh, or following this team for quite a while, we're going to, End the show with a bit of talk of the injuries uh, updates with the Vancouver Canucks. But first, uh, a word from our sponsors, Rock Auto. The ever-increasing number of makes and models is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. With rockauto.com, you can save time and money. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could ever need for your car, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How'd you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. So Lachlan, uh, the injury bug has hit the Vancouver Canucks uh, to, to start this uh, this homestand. Uh, today it was announced that Justin Dowling uh, was placed on IR and Justin Bailey uh, was called up from the Absurd Canucks. Uh, they re- re- initially said, sorry, that uh, Justin Dowling had a maintenance day and then put on IR uh, immediately after, which is not surprising. The Vancouver Canucks over the last little while have a history of saying guys have maintenance days and then they uh, they miss some time. So uh not really surprising around there. Don't but don't buy it when the Canucks uh, PR says maintenance day because it means they're probably injured uh, at, at this point. But Justin Bailey, he had a good training camp. I thought you know good preseason. He uh, there was a few people out there who thought he would make the uh, opening night roster, uh, but he didn't. He got sent down to um, the Abbotsford Canucks. By all accounts, played well there, and now he's going to get a shot with the uh, with the big team here in the uh, in the home opener. Probably playing a similar role to uh, Justin Dowling, fourth line energy guy. Uh, maybe some penalty kill time as, as well. Uh, no Nick Patan called up. I'm still very, very upset about that. Uh, they're, they're doing my boy Nick Patan dirty. Again, y- y- all this talk about the power play, give him the Sam Gagne role on the big team. 
play him sheltered five on five. Let him. They let can't. Him cook. They just signed Alex Chase on. They just gave Chase. Yeah, on no. Money yeah, yeah. Have to play Alex Chase on the power play, but Nick Patan. No, you just can't do that. Yeah, I. Yeah, I would be. Uh, I if if they were gonna if they tried to send like if they wanted to replace Chase on with Patan and see how that goes, I'd be fine with that to just see to give it a shot. Um, but at this point, it seems like, you know, the, the problems are less like the it's 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 clear who should be on the power play units. And it's the guy and it's the guys who are already there, and which is why Chase on is prop doesn't really make much sense playing a regular role in the lineup. Um, yeah, the Canucks are in a spot where, yeah, they don't have a lot of injuries they are actually like strangely healthy to start the year. Like they're like in a weird way. They're actually like they're doing pretty OK in terms of like. Uh, icing a healthy roster um the the problem is that they just don't they have so little depth that even losing like a couple depth guys completely decimates your roster and like the fact that you know obviously it doesn't seem like tyler mott's coming back anytime soon uh because we have no we haven't heard much updates mm-hmm. many updates Same with brandon sutter brandon sutter i would you know brandon sutter is in a completely different camp where i'm just like i i would be in a way, I'd almost be stunned if he played. Like I would be stunned if he played at all yeah. this season. Um, where and then there, uh, there was the there was the interesting update yesterday of uh, I believe Travis Hamonic is on his way to Vancouver, according to uh, according to Matt Sakaris. Well, we and, should uh, we should actually bring that up briefly because uh, he if he's on his way to Vancouver, I don't expect him to be on the big team anytime soon. Like this guy has not didn't do training camp. He hasn't really no. played competitive hockey as well. He's going to need a, quite a few games, in my opinion to in the AHL to get himself uh, up to speed. So he could yeah. be on his way back to Vancouver, but I wouldn't expect him on the big team in the immediate future. No, then they have him in the mind. They have him technically, I believe under, he cleared waivers. He's in the, technically he's on the AHL roster right now. So why, why waste that opportunity? Why not just let him give, why not give him a little sh- a mm-hmm. shot there and see how he does uh, and let him and let him figure things out there if he's coming back at the if he's coming back in the in the right way. Um, and yeah, the other thing to keep an eye on as well uh, is uh, this this came out this uh, this morning. Uh, the the Blackhawks currently have quite a few uh, teams and uh, quite a few players, I should say, in COVID protocol this morning. Uh, Patrick, including Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves. Henrik Borgstrom, Riley Stillman, and Jujar Kara, as well as three coaches, Mark Crawford, Thomas Mattel, and Jimmy Waite. So that is something to keep an eye on as well from the Canucks side of things. Um, it is obviously like those are all, as I believe, all vaccinated. Those are all vaccinated players, every single one of them, because as of right now, the, the NHL only has one left, and that's Tyler Bertuzzi. Um, so, you know, vaccines do their job. They can definitely, they, they keep you from, getting at nearly as sick but they're you know they they don't do they can't do everything they're just well i think so far we've seen that i think so far lachlan we've seen that the fact that the nhl has done so well vaccinating its players has kind of eliminated or so far like again knock on wood but so far we haven't seen the on ice transmission that we saw in that buffalo new jersey game last season like we haven't because everyone is vaccinated i think we've been spared uh that situation yeah, a hundred percent. It is a case of you know the the NHL has actually done a very good job on getting players to get their vaccinations. They've done a really good job on you know holding teams to the standard of we we're gonna we need you to make sure that your you know your players aren't playing even if they're asymptomatic. We're not gonna we still don't want them playing games if they're if they contract COVID. 
Um, so that's good that they're taking it so seriously. The Canucks uh, were tested Saturday morning. All tests were negative. So that's good. But, you know, sometimes it takes some time. Uh, sometimes it takes some time to get through. So, you know, it, that's something to keep an eye on as well. Yeah, and we'll we'll monitor that in the future. Uh, I'm sure they'll probably get tested uh, today before the game as well. So if there's any negative uh, negative news there, I'm sure we'll hear, hear about it uh, before the game. Um, it, it should be an interesting game tonight, Lachlan. Uh, lots of uh, lots of opportunities for for guys to bust out of their slumps and uh, and perform in front of the home fans. I think you know, I think that's going to be a big motivating factor for a lot of these guys. I, I expect like the big guns to have a, a big game tonight. The guys like Elias Pettersson, I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be amped to, to to play in front of the fans. He even posted about it on his Instagram saying like, can't wait to, to see you guys again or what have you. So I'm expecting a big game from him and, and the big guns on the Canucks as well. Yep. It's going to be, it's going to be a fun night. Uh, I've noticed the Canucks are getting more, are, are, are getting more active in social media. They're getting more active on like the, on social platforms a little bit here uh, of late. And I kind of, I kind of like, I, I like that quite a bit. So yeah, it's good to see the the fans and the, the players interacting a little bit more. And you hope that, uh, that, that transitions into a into a fun game tonight and a in a in a really good atmosphere. I'm sure it will. Absolutely, it's going to be a, a great time. Uh, even if you're not at the game, but if you are at the game, it's uh it's probably going to be uh, quite the experience. But that has it for today's episode of Locked On Canucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, thank you for making Locked On Canucks your first listen of the day. Now make sure your second listen of the day is Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Scott Cullen leans on his insight, his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms. Once again, this is Locked On Connects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Nick Bondi. You can follow me on Twitter at Nick Bondi. You can follow Lachlan on Twitter at Lock in the Crease. Lachlan, where can people find your work? Uh, you can find my writing work at lockinthecrease.com. Uh, I post articles there from time to time. Go check it out. What about Canucks Army? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did I say lock in the crease? I meant yeah. CanucksArmy.com. That's yeah, where I meant to say. CanucksArmy.com. I'm still getting used to that fact that I work there now. You're uh, still yeah. getting used to the fact that you're a big J journalist. It's okay. Yeah, yes, it's going exactly. to take some time for, for a lot of people to get used to that, I think. But, uh, yeah, yeah uh, this is uh, today's episode of Locked on Canucks. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again tomorrow.